0: You know, folks, we're not really about those marriage hacks here in the fierce families, fierce marriage space. But, however, we have a hack for you today.
1: We're <laughs> <laughs> not about him, but what when we're... we do have one, we'll share it.
0: We are going to hack it up. <laughs> and uh, I think it will be helpful to you, and it has to do with communication and maybe something that you might not have thought of. And we're going to make you think about it. So, we'll see you on the other <laughs> side.
1: It's been a hot second since we, did we record? This is our first recording of 2024.
0: I don't know if that's the truth. <laughs> that feels right.
1: <laughs> we, it's only January like
0: 11th. 11th. I guess maybe, yeah. We, we did some, You we, released we some a, a short trip with some friends. Yeah, and to
1: the snow, to play in the snow. But we, you mm. released the Fierce Families Conference Talks.
0: Yes, we had the the first talk, which uh, was the one that I gave. Yes, That was last week's podcast episode. Um, I hope that was helpful to you, our lovely listeners. Um, But all those episodes are available. You can go find those. uh, The easiest way, go to fiercefamilies.com. There's a button at the top. It'll take you to the archive page. Or this helps us go to Fierce, uh, search for Fierce Families Mm -hmm. in whatever podcast app you're using. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a blind review. Five stars on that one. (laughs) That's just going to be where we keep all the Fierce Families conference content as it comes out.
1: Okay. Are you going to have it on YouTube also?
0: It is on YouTube. Okay. We're working on the playlist and thumbnails and all that for those. Um, so you can search for it there too. Uh, but Lord willing, we'll have more uh, Fierce Families conferences. We'll put the that content in that little slot there yes. for the time being. Um, yeah. So if you don't know who we are, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. This is the Fierce Marriage Podcast. So it's great to have you. Selena, what is your ultimate marriage hack.
1: <laughs> thank you for Give just it to us. thank you for displaying and modeling it right there. Today we are talking about asking good questions. Being good at asking good questions. Be
0: good at asking good add, ask good great <laughs> questions. Good great food. That's a, that's the motto of one of our favorite restaurants. <laughs> great good food. That's what it is. Yes. Never mind.
1: So, getting good at asking Yes. good questions. So, what is a good question? Yeah. Are you actually good at asking them? How would you know if you're good or not? Right.
0: And what's the purpose of yes. a question? And what are, now I'm going to go a little bit deeper here. What, who are we as question asking people? Mm. Okay. Um, who are we? And I, I, I contend our ability and need and desire to ask questions is not just an, it's, it's rooted in the very character of God. Are you with me? Yes. I think yes. so. Yes. <laughs> I wrote about this in the book, How a Husband Speaks. why don't you pick up How a Wife Speaks? Um, these are the latest books that we've written. We're always working on new stuff, but these are the latest ones that were released. Check those out. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash speak. But anyway, I wrote about it in this book. It's a later chapter in the book, um, and so I feel okay going through the content here. Plus, we wanted to bless as many people as possible. And the chapter is called The Quest and the Query. So what I'm doing is I'm helping, urging Imploring even husbands to become good question askers as a means to being better communicators, mm-hmm. and it, from a larger perspective, as a means of creating a communication culture in the home that asks good questions. Uh, and and the 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 thinking behind it is there's a lot of practical benefits to asking good questions, yeah. and we're going to go through those in just a second. <clears throat> but it's really rooted in who we are as people made in the image of God that we have a question asking God. Now that might sound counterintuitive,
1: right? He's he, not asking questions to, to get knowledge <laughs> to understand. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's not genuinely asking the question for himself. He's asking right. it for his creation.
0: Right. He's, he's doing it for our edification <laughs> yes. to draw us out of maybe the dark places we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll give it scriptural examples. If you think I'm being weird, um, but it's never because he doesn't know or because he's curious, right? <laughs> um, but he asks questions nonetheless. Um, but real quick, here, what are the roles of asking questions in marriage and how can we just keep those in view as we're going through very quickly this chapter? The first one, um, obviously, and especially in the early stages of your relationship,
1: yeah,
0: um, you ask questions because you want to learn stuff about each other. You want to grow in your knowledge of one another and, uh, like I said, particularly in the early stages, what, what else do questions accomplish?
1: Uh, understanding and reconciliation. So understanding and reconciliation.
0: Right. So if you're having a a conflict, which we've only had like one of those. <laughs> this guy. This guy. No, but if you're having a conflict, it really helps. Instead of just firing shots, trying to get your, you know, two cents in. Instead, pause, ask a question to gain understanding.
1: Well, and I also think it's, it can be disarming to, to ask questions, not clearly you have to be sincerely wanting to know the answer, but instead of thinking of how you're going to defend your own answer or your own self, taking that next step of saying, okay, I need to try to understand my husband right now. So I am not, I don't know, you know, just thinking through those questions of how you can Gain the understanding no. and not just sit on your, your anger horse and gallop off over your husband. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Selena's favorite question is how dare you? Do you have a question, Kelly? Yeah. I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Okay. So that's number one. And number two, number three is questions help us care for each other and comfort mm-hmm. one another. Yeah. So if you're, if you're grieving or you're, you're confused about something yeah. or you're dealing with, you know, a hardship, asking questions. Yeah. You know, in, of course, all how of this, can
1: I help you? How can I care for you right now? Or how are you feeling? How? Yeah, I think. Why do you think
0: you feel the way you feel or what's, you know, what, just digging, helping you get down to the bottom of it yeah. because so many times we just get flooded by our own emotions. We don't know, especially if you, if it's a tr- trauma of some yeah. sort, it's, asking questions can help you care for one another. Yeah. Um, another way, another reason questions are useful is they help you to process things you don't understand, like things, um. Through life, through faith questions, if I've learned anything, the past three years, okay, this is 2024 now, so I'll say the past four years. Okay. Everyone has changed. Yes. In the last four years because of the the cultural upheaval that we've all been through. The COVID stuff, the all the political stuff. Yeah. We've all been through that together. We've co-traveled, especially Mm -hmm. you and your spouse. Well, there's a lot of stuff that you you probably don't understand. You need to process that stuff. Mm -hmm. Questions help with that. Um, Questions are fun. I I oftentimes when we're driving, I'll I'll think of questions to ask you. You
1: do think of funny questions. I don't always give the funniest and best answers, I think.
0: Well, I always catch you off guard. I'll be like, I'll be thinking about what are my five favorite movies in my head? (laughs) Cause I'm like, I want to tell Selena what these movies are. And I'm like, Selena, what are your five he favorite movies? He projects
1: his questions. Like he just wants me to ask him. Cause I'm like, well, I need to think about it for a little while. And he's like, okay, while you're thinking A,
0: B, C, T, E,
1: one, two, three, four, five. Here's no, mine. Uh, no, I. Top
0: five. Oftentimes. What I, I would take you on an and, island,
1: a deserted island. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: what is it? A medical almanac or whatever. it out. Yeah. Um, no, I'll, I'll ask you and then I'll wait for you to ask and I'll just kind of like keep driving and then you'll be like, I'm hungry. You want to get some food? <laughs> and you won't ask me questions.
1: I'm not good at asking. I have to make it a more conscious effort to ask questions because I'm just that self-centered and selfish. This whole episode
0: is just me trying to try get my <laughs> wife to The Lord to ask me is working <laughs> on
1: my heart. Ryan, how are you really feeling? Uh, and the last thing that questions can do in your marriage is they can continue growth and build I think you want to say intimacy or closeness, right? So you, you change, you don't stay the same. God is constantly changing and growing you. So questions, you could have the same questions every year. You could do it once a year and ask some of the same questions and have different answers. Yeah. You know. So,
0: yeah. So these are all uh, good pragmatic reasons for asking questions. And going back to what I said at the beginning that I, I believe asking questions is unique to us because of us being made in the very image of God. Now there's no other creature that asks questions. Right. And I talk about this in the book, but I mean, anyone who has kids knows as soon as that kid can not even speak, but can begin to communicate, communicate in any way, they're inquiring of you. Yeah. They're expressing desire. They're expressing curiosity. They're expressing interest in things, usually in the form of questions or, you know, (laughs) demands, murmurings (laughs) or demands. (laughs) Uh, But no other animal will do that. Even the the scientists spent all these years with apes trying to train them and track whether or not they're asking questions, and they couldn't get one question out of them. No sense of inquiry. Now, I'm not talking about desire. personal
1: inquiry, yeah. I'm I'm talking
0: about like, yeah, any sort of trying to find out information that's unique to human beings. So, and here's the verse I want to talk about here as as we unpack that idea that it's not just that we... So much of communicating is taking a step back and seeing communication as a grace of God and and a miracle. Yeah. And the fact that I can extend, you know, I can use my vocal cords, I can use my mind, I can organize my thoughts, I can use language and the <laughs> meaning attached to that language <laughs> yeah. to then ask you, another person living in this universe that God has created, and I can inquire of you, and you can then do the same thing and reveal knowledge that I would otherwise not know about you. Yeah. It's utterly a miracle. It's a, And in that, it's a grace of God. <laughs> it is. And I think most of our books,
1: at least mine, is about, you're like, yes, I gather the thoughts and then I put them together and then I, I communicate them. I'm like, well, I don't even know how to gather the thoughts sometimes. <laughs> how do I even communicate about, like, it takes such an effort. But anyways, that's a side note. These mm. books will help. <laughs> yeah.
0: So look at Genesis 3, uh, ch- uh, verse 9. It says this. You want to read that so?
1: But the Lord called to the man and said to him, where are you? Okay,
0: It's a short passage for today. It's good. God's asking a question. Doesn't have to be now, long. Did God it's know where Adam word. was? Was he wondering? Did
1: Adam, did God lose Adam? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Obviously if, not. If, no. if, if you don't recall, Genesis 3 is where, where the fall, capital F, fall mm-hmm. happened. That's the fall of man. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve sinned for the first time and hum, humankind fell. Now we are under... Adam's headship. He's the first Adam. Then Christ is the second Adam. So there's some theology to impact there. But because of Adam and Eve, we also are fallen. Mm-hmm. And so there's direct parallels, obviously, between what's happening here and what happens with us. Now they fell. They felt their shame. They felt they knew they were naked. And so they were ashamed. Mm-hmm. And they cobbled together some fig leaves and whatnot, like <laughs> you see in the storybooks. Because they, they felt naked. <clears throat> yeah. Felt and they exposed. went and they and they heard God in the garden and they hid. And what did God say? He didn't say, come out. I know you're there. I
1: was know what not, you did. I it was saw you. not a game of Marco Polo. <laughs> he,
0: he didn't say, he didn't just start saying, and the sentence shall be death, right? And here's how you're going to live out. He didn't yeah, do he any of that. What did he say? Where are you? Mm. Now, why did he do that? Because he wasn't, ju- he wasn't trying to, uh, to, to find them. He was trying, He was drawing them out already. Mm. God is going about the business of reconciling Adam and Eve to him. Yeah. Immediately and questions. The question is the way he he began that dialogue. And so there's power to be had there that we have a a questioning God and that he's hard, he's hardwired humanity with our ability to ask questions. Um, And so I just, I I wanted to draw our attention to that. There's more to be unpacked there and talk about that at length in the book Mm -hmm. even more. So I just want to just really quickly read the last part of that section to put a cap on that section we'll get into more practical things. Here's what it says. God was reaching out to his beloved people with an invitation. He was inviting them toward repentance and reconciliation. That's why God's first question is so profound. Mm. Instead of a cold pronouncement of the curse, which God would have been 100% justified in doing, we get a preemptive look at his graceful pursuit Of mankind. Mm. God does ask questions of his creation, but his questions are of a rhetorical quality that points to his underlying reason to unambiguously display his holiness, grace, and love. Mm -hmm. This reveals much about God's character, but it also demonstrates what questions can do. Questions are uniquely powerful, and God has embedded in your very DNA the remarkable capacity to ask. Will you wisely wield Mm. the power to ask carefully crafted questions? I believe you can, because I'm sure you already have. And so, then, in the book, we'll do it here. We jump off into in what ways that we ask questions of one another in the past. Yeah, and by reflecting on that, bring it back to the surface in terms of our communication culture now.
1: Yeah. Well, and I, I guess I think like you know, you say, "Will you wisely wield the power?" and and also I think further in this chapter, you or you talked about, you know, we we ask, we have certain questions at the beginning of our relationship uh, you know, very curious. You want to get to know one another, but then as your relationship progresses, they become less sort of like gaining knowledge. And now and just, now we want understanding of one another, right. And understanding of each other's hearts. Um, and so it's, it's not necessarily like a, like you say, Twitter pated curiosity. So sometimes it can feel, I think more of a, like a drudge to think of the right questions. Um, And actually build, grow in your craft, grow in your ability to ask questions. Again, not for the purpose of just questioning all the time, but to really get at the the heart or the root, the soul issue of what's happening uh, mm-hmm. with in your spouse and within your marriage.
0: Yeah. So early on in your relationship, think back. Uh, I'll go back to our early dating relationship. Filled with questions. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? You know, I still
1: ask you what you think about things because I just trust your,
0: (laughs) what's your favorite (laughs) This you've done. You know, what have you experienced? I want to just, I want to understand. I want to know you. I want to know you. Yes. And so the temptation is you get to a certain critical mass of, oh, I know, I know Selena enough or I know my spouse enough. And you stop finding the question that, yeah, you you just said it, but they're not as intuitive. Yeah. You have to. Well, (sighs)
1: And we get into the dangerous ground of assuming that we already know the answers because of sure. how they've acted in the past or whatever. And not instead of maybe in that, in a particular mm-hmm. moment, giving them the grace to answer the question and, and right. giving them the grace to just by you even asking the question. Right.
0: Yeah. And so that, that familiarity sets in. Right. And so you start, you start answering questions you never asked yeah, for them. <laughs> they answered the question in your head and they were not a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> this happens all the time in my head. Now think about the difference between an, an orientation, and, and, and like in terms of your attitude orientation, between one who assumes they know and one who asks mm. the question who doesn't assume they know. Yeah. Now there's, there's a humility already. And I think right. that when you say questions disarm, I think that's why. Yeah. Because when someone's coming at you in, in a conflict, they're coming at you. And instead of co- meeting that. Yeah. It's like the old Steven Seagal, like Aikido move, where you kind of move back with them and you ask a question instead. And so they're caught off guard. And now all of a sudden their, their, their weapons ha- are, right.
1: their momentum well, is just done.
0: <laughs> their knives have lost their edge. Yeah. And now instead of you, we're not, we're not crossing swords now, but instead we're actually dialoguing. Right. And so uh, the point I'm trying to make without getting too far into the conflict aspect of question asking is that the whole reason we ask questions is to gain knowledge and the whole attitude that goes into wanting to, to gain knowledge is one that is humble.
1: Right. Well, and I think questions just lend themselves so beautifully to the conflict situation, but asking right. questions about what are the five things that we talk about in fierce marriage? It's like asking questions about, you know, your communication, about your intimate life, about your finances, about your priorities, about mm-hmm. your, I forgot the last one, um, uh, con- well, conflict, conflict is probably conflict, yeah. but <laughs> Uh, questions lend themselves obviously to all of these particular right. like pillars in marriage, but how do you ask a good question? Right? How do you what makes a good question? <laughs> because I feel like sometimes I ask you peripheral questions. I'm not great at always getting to the heart of things. I feel like you're really good at getting to the heart of the matter. Probably all too quickly sometimes. And I'd be like, can you just like care about me out here a little bit about like why my, why I might be mopey or my, why my back hurts or something and not just be like, well, you did this. So, well, I think I'm more. Maybe that's me. But like, I'm kind mind. of
0: worried about the snow going over the past or, and, I'll, and I'll say, that is a godless perspective. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> so
0: get behind me, Stephen, with your godless here's, veganism.
1: Here's where we have to grow, yeah, right? <laughs> that's
0: funny. So, yeah, you know, yes. What makes a a
1: good question? What makes a
0: good question? I think uh, the context matters. Okay. So you just, we just illustrated that laughingly here. (laughs) You know, you need to be able to read, like, what's the purpose of the questions you're asking. Now, a good question, I'll say, accomplishes that purpose. Now, you need to be wise to find the questions that will accomplish the purpose you're setting out to do. So if I want to have a good time with you and, and laugh with you, and questions are the means by which I'm going about that. Right? We're not just going to turn on the office or or watch, but instead we're going to communicate and build some more things that we can start <laughs> joking about. Uh, then I'm going to find questions that are going to be interesting. Sure, they're going to be funny to, yeah. t- to think through. These days, with kids being the ages that they are, frankly, mental Ain't energy. Nobody got
1: time <laughs> for questions. Okay.
0: Mental energy is pretty Plus rare they ask to come by.
1: Each like a thousand questions a Thank day. You. <laughs> so. Well, Sunny doesn't. If
0: you're in the young kids' season, three
1: thousand questions give some at grace. least a day. I'm just going to tell you. Well,
0: and one thousand of them are the same question <laughs> three times.
1: <laughs> we love our children; they're so funny. Uh, to watch. And so,
0: but in the book, we, we go a little bit further than that. When we we actually there's a there's a chart there. Uh, I didn't paste over, so I'm going to pull the book really fast. Um, there's a chart, and it's a pyramid, and basically you've got the 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 tip of the pyramid is mm-hmm. is. I would say the the easiest or the low, hang, low hanging low fruit low hanging fruit yeah so questions that are all about gaining facts mm. what time are you gonna be home what's the weather like right I'm gathering information all right those are the easiest you don't like those questions when I ask you those
1: well, he <laughs> wants to get to the heart well I'm a question
0: I'm a information on demand sort of guy you'll, you'll be like yeah. hey just so you know next month I'm gonna do this appointment <laughs> should, and I'm not. gonna need you to do this I do I, I need you to feed the dog next February fifteenth. Uh, because I'm gonna be at a doctor's appointment <laughs> at 7 a.m. <laughs> like, tell me that the morning the of the day
1: before, yeah, the morning of. And I'm like, but I can't remember all those things. I need you to remember these things.
0: Um, and so that's <laughs> facts. Okay. The next layer down, again, going down this pyramid, there's four layers yeah. is so you have facts. The second layer down is yeah. thoughts. So thoughts are your what is your intellectual assessment of the facts? Like what what conclusions do you draw from the fact that you have to go to the doctor at seven a.m.? Or that I have to feed the dog that morning. What are the conclusions? And you might be able to synthesize a conclusion and talk about what are your thoughts on a certain state of facts, you know. Uh,
1: or it just begets more questions.
0: <laughs> right. And that's, I love it. That's when you start getting, that's when you start cooking with fish grease, as they say. Uh, Who is that? My Greek professor says that. Oh. <laughs> um, the next one, the next layer of inquiry. So facts, thoughts. Now you get into emotions. Okay. Okay. So let's, let's put some teeth to this We're heading into an election year. Great. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) What's the worst? Said No one. (laughs) And so, you know, you start seeing all the political mess that's unfolding and you you gather, gather facts about certain candidates, about certain Mm -hmm. things they're saying about the state of the union and what's happening in our country. These are the facts. Okay. Well, what do you think about those facts? you know, the immigration stuff and the COVID stuff and the, you know, the critical race theory stuff and the LGBTQ LMNOP stuff. What do you think about all these facts? Well, I think, lay out your thoughts. I think, <laughs> I think our, our nation needs Christ is what I think. <laughs> okay. So now the next layer, why well, do you feel about that? Are you worried or are you afraid? Yeah. Are you optimistic? Why? Why? Yeah. Okay, so we're getting deeper now. Facts, thoughts, emotions. Now, what's fueling those emotions is going to be directly related to the fourth layer of inquiry, which is beliefs. Mm. Why are you afraid? Do you believe Christ is Lord?
1: Well, and see, I need you to go through those with me sometimes because when you go straight to something else, it feels it can feel condescending, or it can feel like I'm dismissed or small. But you've been better about. We have to let each other know, right? Yeah, and you've been better about that because you're like, yes, this is what I said from the beginning. I was like, great, you can say that, and I'll see it. But why can't I go on the journey of understanding it? Like, and you're like, just trust me, and I'll and believe it. And I'm like, I do, but
0: it, <laughs> it's th- the whole but. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, we are humans. We need to be brought. We need to be read into the things that we're saying yes. and understand, and so. Now, when you get to that level in your marriage and you start talking, you're not just talking about the political facts, you're not just talking about the thoughts on those political facts. Most people don't get past layers one and two, but instead you get into the, how's that make you feel? Because a lot of times what's happening is your information, like the, the, the thoughts that you're sharing Mm
1: -hmm.
0: are fueled by what you feel and you don't even know what you feel or why you feel it. Right. So you're sharing. So Selene will come to me and share a piece of information that you've gotten from, from Instagram or somewhere and you'll share the information with me and your thoughts on the information and i'm always asking well okay so why <laughs> why are you sharing this with me not because i don't want to hear it not because i don't want to talk to you but why is this something that you clearly are thinking about yeah well because either there's, there's some level of fear there's some level of excitement there's some level of frustration emotion underneath it yes and then that's where the good spouse conversations come in and says well okay Why do we feel that way? Yeah. If it's fear. So there's a lot of, I think understandable reason to be afraid in our current political, uh, whatever day and age. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Global economic day and age. But our, our lot as Christians is not Mm -hmm. fear. Yeah. And so if we just stop at fear and we don't go down and ask the questions to get down to belief, Mm -hmm then we are um, missing an opportunity to disciple one another, mm-hmm. to to lean into the truths of Christ more, to mm-hmm. love our Savior more, to yeah. trust him more, to let God be God more, if that's even possible. <laughs> He's God whether we, we don't let God be we God. He just God, is now. Yeah. But when we acknowledge his lordship over all creation, we are glorifying him as what we are designed yeah. to do. Yeah. You see how the questions got us there? Mm-hmm. Like we don't automatically get there until we start asking, peeling these layers back, asking the questions. And so, I mean, you can start to see how this would apply to your intimate life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay. Hmm. We
1: only, here's here's the facts. Facts. We maybe have sex once a month.
0: Okay. And I I could take that fact and throw it in your face.
1: Right. Well, then we assess that, right?
0: Or I could say, we only have sex once a month and it's, that's terrible. There's my thoughts. (laughs) And it makes me feel unloved. And I believe now you don't love me. right? So, okay. What's the, is the belief true? Well, I do love you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your, your emotions, you feel unloved. I'm sorry you feel unloved. I, I don't want that. I want you to feel loved. Right. Okay. Uh, How can we, is it bad that we've only been intimate once in a month? Okay. Yeah. I think I can agree that that thought is correct. We're getting back to that top layer. Right. (laughs) So, so what the facts are not good then. Yeah. So now not only have we uncovered these things that we're feeling, but we can start to see where the, that process is showing us how the facts need to change. And now we can act based on this conversation.
1: Yeah. Why aren't we having sex more than once a month? Well, I haven't felt close to you or I haven't felt emotionally safe with you. or I haven't felt physically like attracted to you. And I, or are those even, you know,
0: or let me just put this out there or husband, yeah. y- you haven't initiated and I'm not saying it.
1: Husband I hasn't think, initiated. Yeah.
0: I think sometimes husbands feel like they can't initiate. And I okay, think sure. it's my view that husbands should be the primary initiators in, in sex. Sure. And I think that's good. Yeah. And sometimes the lack of sex in a marriage is because the husband has failed to initiate. For whatever reason, we can and talk about that. You think any other there's time. a right
1: way to initiate, right?
0: Or of course, and there needs to be a shared understanding yeah. that that's the aim. We're unpacking. We're, we're opening a can of worms. I know. Here.
1: I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have gotten down no, the no, no, route.
0: <laughs> I just want to encourage husbands to initiate, and if if your wife's not comfortable with you initiating, talk about her so that she understands that you want to be the initiator. And yeah. I'll leave it there. Ask questions, Um <laughs> but. This could go through anything, and I think it might be helpful to do a few here. So money. Yeah. I feel like we're not meeting our goals financially. Financial goals. Yeah. And my thoughts are. Here's the
1: facts. (laughs) We are in the red the last two months, three months. We're overspending in these
0: whatever budget categories. Here's my thoughts, yeah. And my thoughts are that, you know, that's bad. It's going to set us up for future hardship. We're not saving. We're not, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. And because of that, I'm frustrated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because I believe that you don't care about that and you're not, you're not. You're not making choices day
1: to day that would reflect right. that you care about this. Right. In your spending, in our spending.
0: Okay. So again, you're <clears throat> sharing now. I'm just sharing I'm without asking questions. but right. Now think in terms of asking those sorts of questions. Right. Um,
1: so but, are you saying like start at the fact level while we answered that yeah. What would make you think that, well, our checkbook reflects this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then why are you why why are you thinking? What what why are these your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah. And just keep going. Yep. And yeah. And and you'll start to under, you'll start to unearth things and keep asking questions about the things you're unearthing. Yeah. So clearly you're nervous, you're afraid. Why do you feel afraid? Well, I feel afraid or you're frustrated. I'm frustrated because and what's our belief underneath that? Yeah. We'll get down to the bottom of it. And it's always as a Christians, we're a Christian yeah. marriage podcast. It's always going to come back down to the Lordship of, of Christ yeah. and somehow understanding or not understanding that. Yeah. Your beliefs. So um, there are lots of more questions now. We've, we've gone somewhat, I think, <laughs> what's the word, uh, maybe more heady on some of these things. Now there are some fun questions that you can ask one another um, and maybe we'll just share a link to, to that. Yeah. And I didn't vet all these questions. It's from a website called the adventure challenge. Um, I saw a few that I thought were interesting.
1: I went through a few of them. Yeah. So they went through a few. They seem, they're pretty fun.
0: We don't have time here to do those, uh, but I do want to share this grid, the mediocrity versus mastery grid. And this yeah. part of the, the, how the, how a husband speaks, how a wife speaks books. They're in every chapter.
1: They're at the end of every chapter. And they, they basically are comparing and contrasting, you know, how you might respond without Christ, without, you know, God at work in your heart or how you will respond, you know, with self control with the fruit of the spirit, like your, your mediocre response, your master right. free response.
0: Yeah. Cause he's, each one of these, it's a it's skill. Clarifying. You can gain yes. this skill.
1: You can build. And so yep. you can
0: either be a mediocre question ask, asker or you can be a mastery, masterful question asker. Yes. All right. So I'll do the mediocre ones. Selena will share them. The mastery ones. Yes. It's very suiting. Yes. <laughs> All right. Mediocrity. A mediocre question asker allows familiarity to lead to complacency.
1: Mm, a masterful question asker recognizes the need to continue pursuing one another in marriage.
0: Mediocrity is minimally curious about his his, his wife or her husband.
1: Uh, she. He sees wife as... <laughs> Dynamic and growing, which drives curiosity.
0: Pause. Isn't that great? Yes. It it occurs to me with every child we've had, with every year that we've been married. Yeah. I love watching you become... More woman. It's <laughs>
1: <That's> so funny, <laughs> so great. Because I just feel like this you're, not strong. The, mess glories, sometimes, the glories of your womanhood are something of to be glories. Behold. Thank you, and you help me see that.
0: And I love it. And so, but no, recognizing that, and then letting that influence yeah. how you're thinking and asking questions. I think is just it's awesome. Yeah. All right. So a mediocre question asker. This is the last one. Asks mostly service level questions to gather information. Hmm. Whereas um, yeah. the
1: masterful question asker asks questions as a means of gaining connection, insight and growth. Amen.
0: All right. So here's some stuff to, to leave you thinking um, and then we will sign off for the week. Here it is. Application questions for you and your husband and or wife. Go home, ask these questions or yeah. talk about these with them. How can you lead your bride for husbands or well, um, this? This is for the husband. So I'll just I'll, I'll leave it here because okay. I think husbands should lead this charge. How can you lead your bride with greater Uh, More selfless love through the ways you inquire, the ways you ask questions. Remember Mm. that good questions do far more than reveal new information. That's Mm. the application question. And here's another one. I lied. There's two of these. What is at stake if you don't learn to ask good, thoughtful questions of your spouse? What is at stake? Mm. Think about that. Write it down. What if I'd stop asking you thoughtful questions are we gonna naturally drift closer together? No. no. Is our intimacy gonna get better? No. Are we gonna be more unified around our finances? No. Is our communication gonna be nope. better and stronger? Is our conflict gonna just resolve itself? <laughs> like right. no. Our priorities are gonna drift. We're gonna drift. It's we're gonna, gonna be start miserable. assuming there's yeah. gonna
1: be lots of conflict yeah. and we won't resolve it. And yeah. yep.
0: Yeah. Well, there you have it. The li- the marriage hack of the century. <laughs> asking questions of your spouse. If you don't know who Jesus is, we want you to know the person, the work, the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, The best way we can come up with for you to do that is to find a friend who you know is a Christian and say, friend, tell me about Jesus. Can you read this Bible with me? I guarantee you if they are (laughs) Christians, they will be glad to do that with you. Um, If you can, number two, find a church that preaches out of the Bible and go there. And get to know the pastor and ask him to show you who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. And number three, if you have a hard time with either of those first two things, go to this website. It might help you. It's thenewsisgood.com. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you. We worship you. Thank you for the gift of question asking. Thank you that you've made us in your image and you've given us the ability to inquire, to gain information. You've given us the gift of communication. Mm -hmm. Lord, help us to do it wisely. Help us to be good at it. Help us to be good question askers Mm -hmm. that we might love you, love each other and glorify you with our marriages in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. I didn't say anything, but if you want to partner with us, that is a bit significant piece to the Frederick Home Economy. Yes. Thank you <laughs> if you are a fierce fellowship member. That's our Patreon community. If you want to check that out, there's some stuff that we give to our patrons. We give books and rings and some other stuff. I'm about to update those tiers because we need to go in and give them an update. Just um do it. so go to fiercemarriage.com/partner if you want to join hands with us join arms with us join hands that's a little arms. awkward arms, arms. Um, but if not no worries we will be here <laughs> lord willing next week to do this because man what a gift it is to, to do the podcast with Amen. you all right so this episode of fierce marriages we'll can. see you again in about seven days until next time
1: stay fierce